Hey, I'm Austin, and welcome to the Valley Point Podcast. Today, we wrap up our three-week teaching series, Embed It, where we look at how we can intentionally choose to put Scripture into our lives. It's time to surround ourselves with truth. Join us this week as we have some conversations with people explaining how they chose a life verse and are applying it to their lives. Words that have just been read for us speak of how God delivers, He understands, He cares, He saves, He redeems. This is who God is, and this is what He does for us. And because of that, we can trust His words. We can actually embed them into our lives. And not only can we trust them and embed them, but we can follow them. We can become fully obedient to what God delivers to us in his word. So we have been on a journey for the first three weeks here of 2013, thinking about how we all need to choose a life verse, something that will anchor our soul for the next several months, something that will provide a bit of calm when the storms do come into our lives. And I hope that you've had a lot of fun digging and searching and trying to find this life verse. And I've had a lot of wonderful conversations with people who have said, you know, this has been a great challenge for me and I've really enjoyed trying to find that. And that is just wonderful feedback. So last Sunday in our children's environments, they were actually trying to figure out their life verse because I threw out the challenge in the very first week of this year that this is for all of us. It's not just for adults and students, but it's for kids as well. So last Sunday, our kids in their environments were actually picking and writing down and choosing their life verse. So I've got a little six-year-old named Caden, and Caden came home, and so I talked to him and asked, did you pick a life verse today? And he handed me a slip of paper, and on the paper was written his name, and then his life verse, which is John three sixteen, And I want you just to look at these words, even though they might be familiar to you. I want you to see them. They say, for God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Some pretty powerful words. And I thought they were very appropriate for Caden. And what he's walking through right now is a six-year-old. So as a family, we've been having some wonderful discussions with him about trusting in Jesus alone to save him. And he's trying to figure that out. And as we talk about that, you can see his little mind spin a little bit. And he's trying to put all the different pieces together. And he's not there yet, but he's thinking about it. And so he's chosen a life first for this year that speaks of the amazing sacrifice of Jesus and how he came. And if we trust in him, we will have eternal life. A couple of weeks ago, Caden was having a conversation with one of his sisters and he was actually asking them, so how do you trust in Jesus? And so we're listening to this and in her own words, she was describing how that happens and Caden had a really funny response. He said, you know what? I think I'm gonna do that this year. As a matter of fact, maybe I'll do that tomorrow morning, right? Well, he didn't do that in the morning And that hasn't happened for him yet, but this is his life verse. And I think when that day comes, at some point, 
in 2013 for him. And I believe that's going to happen this year. I think this is going to be a very meaningful verse for him. And it's kind of my job and my role and our family's job to help him remember that event. And so, again, I hope you have had a good time, as our kids have, of just digging and finding and searching for that life verse to carry you through this year. So here's how today is going to work. I'm going to be interviewing three different people, and they're going to be sharing with you the life verse or verses that they have chosen And I had the chance to sit down with them and hear those verses and hear the why behind the choosing of those verses. And I'm so excited that you're going to get to hear from them today because they're regular people. They're kind of normal. They're not perfect individuals, but they're men and women who have desired to find this life verse. And they're workers and husbands and wives, and they have kids and they have jobs and they have ups and downs and they've had successes as well as failures. And I think you're really going to be encouraged with what they have to share today. You're also going to be hearing from some different people on video, and they're going to be sharing their life verse with you as well. And then at the end of our time together, we're all going to have the chance to commit to a life verse. What is that anchor for you? What is that thing that's going to carry you through this new year? I want you to be thinking about that. And you know what, maybe that's been a challenge for you and you haven't quite landed the plane on what that verse for you is for this year. Or maybe you're here for the first time and you're completely unaware of what's happening. Well, in your program, in the talk notes section, there are several different verses listed there. And throughout our time this morning, as we're interviewing and as we're watching different people share their verse, I would just encourage you to look through that section There are some inspiring words that are found there, some challenging verses. And if you haven't found that verse for you yet, or this is all brand new, perhaps you will be able to find a verse in that section there in your program, and you'll be able to commit to that a little bit later. I'm going to do something today that I've never really done before. And that is I'm going to review a couple of verses that have really served as the foundation for this series called Embed It. And that word embed means to make something an integral part of your life or to surround yourself with something. And so for these first three weeks here, we've been saying we've got to embed scripture. We've got to make that an integral part of our lives. We need to surround ourselves with the words of God and that's going to help us out in a significant way. And so in week one of the series, we looked at Proverbs chapter four and verse 23 and here's what it says. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Guard your heart above all else. Like this is a big deal. This is priority number one to guard that because our hearts can get trampled, can't they? They can get stepped on. And when that happens, we often tend to isolate ourselves and push away from people and certainly push away from God. And so the challenge here is to guard your heart because it gets easily stepped on and guard that above everything else. And here's why it determines the course of your life. Question, what are you surrounding your heart with? Think about that. 
What are you surrounding your heart with? What are you surrounding yourself with there? Because whatever that is, that will determine the course of your life. And so what we've been saying is, it is time for us to surround our hearts with what God says right here and to embed that deep on the inside and to at least, if anything else, get one verse or a couple of verses that will carry us through this new year. Guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. And then we looked at Jeremiah chapter 15 and verse 16. It was actually already read to us as part of our scripture reading this morning. I think it's kind of a funny verse. Here's Jeremiah and he's saying, when your words came, speaking of God's words, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight for I bear your name, Lord God Almighty. When your words came, I ate them, I devoured them, I consumed them, and that's what that word ate means. It means Jeremiah received them and he just got after it. I shared with you last week that I have this new passion of finding the best cream-filled donut that I can find. And so this past week, I actually went to a bakery in Chester called Fatso's which is what you might become if you eat a lot of these things. But here's my picture of what I did with that cream-filled donut. Let me tell you, this thing was amazing. It was incredible. And when I got that, I consumed it and I devoured it, the whole thing. And guess what it brought me? Joy and delight. I was really happy with that thing. And this is pretty much what we find from Jeremiah. He's saying, when God's words came, I ate them, I devoured them, I consumed them, and then there was joy and there was delight in my life. Now, what's very unique about Jeremiah is that he's known as the weeping prophet. That was his nickname. You ever been given a nickname? I had a nickname uh, many years ago that was uh, E. coli. That's my nickname. Nice, isn't it? Yeah. E for Eric and Kohler kind of sounds like coli. So I was basically a bacteria. <laughs> nice name, isn't it? Memorable. Well, for Jeremiah, he's, he's the weeping prophet. And the reason he's called the weeping prophet is because he cried a lot. And the reason he cried a lot is because he didn't have a lot of success in life. He was given a job. He was a prophet, which means that God spoke to him and then he would take those words and deliver them to God's people. But when Jeremiah did that, here was the result. The people said, we don't care about those words and we don't care about God and we really don't care about you. And so as a result of that, Jeremiah cried a lot and he had a front row seat to watching the nation just decline spiritually. He saw it all. And so he cried quite a bit. But yet in the middle of that weeping and in the middle of that crying, Jeremiah says, I still had a shot at joy and delight in my heart. And that came as a direct result of eating, of consuming and devouring the words of God. And when they came, he ate them up. And even though Jeremiah did not see a lot of success, and even though he was rejected, and even though he cried a lot, he still had this joy and this delight that came from God's word. 
So two thoughts. First of all, the Bible is not safe. It's not. And when you dig into it, you find that it pokes and it challenges and it convicts. It is not a safe thing, but it is eternal. And so when we begin the process of embedding these words, it is something that lasts forever. So the Bible is not safe. It is eternal. The Bible is not a passing thought. It is God's final decision. And it's there that we can find joy and delight And it's also there that we can find alignment. Alignment with what God wants for our lives. And so today, you're gonna get the chance to hear several life verses and people who again aren't perfect and don't have it all together, but they're just trying to embed and consume some of these words because it is God's final decision. And when we consume them and when we embed them, there's this clarity that comes in life. So as you listen today, as you hear these different things, here's what I would encourage you to do. Just take it all in. Really listen. I mean, don't just be present in the room, but really listen to what they're saying and then begin to think about that life verse that God has for you. Let's check out this video together. My name is Una Brewer. My life verse for this year is Matthew 16:25. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. My name is Jean White. My life verse for this year is 1 Thessalonians 5:16-18. Always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. My name is Andy King. My life verse for this year is 1 Corinthians 13, 7. Love puts up with all things, trusts in all things, hopes for all things, endures all things. Well, will you please welcome Carla Simone? <clears throat> Carla's been a part of Valley Point Church for a long time with her husband, David, and their two sons, Luke and Noah. And Carla, you gave me a verse when we talked about this a couple of weeks ago with the explanation of why it was your life verse. And then you changed it yesterday. Yesterday morning. So this can be a challenging (laughs) thing, right? Yeah, I had a lot of verses. I kept thinking, going back to one. And then yesterday morning I woke up and I was just convicted that was the verse. So I had to meet you to go over this. So I ran over to the church and the first thing I did was saw Ben and I said to Ben, Ben, is this a big deal for you? Can you change the slide? Is it terrible? He's like, nope. So then all I had to do was talk to you and I got to change the verse. Yeah, it worked out. Well, go ahead and share with (laughs) us your uh, life verse that you've landed on. Joshua 24, 15. Um, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And why did you land on that as your life verse? Well, I go back to the words you kept saying, meaningful, emotional, memorable. And I'll probably get choked up because whenever I talk about serving, it really hits me. So um, I plan someday to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. So I like to pick two things. I like to pick... Um, local missions and also foreign missions so for local missions it's a really easy one guys it's church set up 
my husband and my family and I have been serving since we started the church in 2005. Just come on the first and third Sunday of every month, show up at seven o'clock and wheel these things around in the morning and set up all the curtains outside. So it's really fun. You get to meet lots of different people and serve in the morning. So we've really appreciated that. And we can do it as a family. So again, that's serving as a family. The second piece is um, I, we have um, a charity that we support. It's called Giving It Back to Kids, and it's in Vietnam. And my family and I have been serving with them since 2001. And then we've traveled there for the first time as a family in 2007. So we got to go to Vietnam together, and we got to serve there, and we do all types of things. Um, there's lots of mission projects there to work on. And uh, you know, there's one little boy um, that we had met to give him a wheelchair, and his name is Trung. So my older son, Luke, had said that he wanted to find a kid. He had some caddy money. He wanted to go ahead and find that kid. He said, Mom, when I find the boy, I'll let you know the kid I want to help. I said, you got it, Luke. So he found this boy that came for a wheelchair, and it turns out that um, Luke said, Mom, that's the boy. That's the boy I want to help. So it turns out that uh, we were able to find out that he could get an orthopedic surgery, and uh, now instead of having a wheelchair, he walks. Mm. So that's Mm. miraculous. So (laughs) the great thing about giving it back to kids is that it's about relationships Mm. and significance, like we talk about here at Valley Point. And um, there's this same boy, and we've not lost contact with him, just like a lot of the children that we support over there. And this particular boy, um, now he's 17, and he wants to go to learn how to be uh, fix cell phones. And he wants to go to vocational training. So I had mentioned that to my son, our younger son, Noah, and I had mentioned to him in March when I was out in Vietnam. I said to Noah, hey, you know, Trung is now living at Hal's house, one of the houses we support over there. And I said, and he wants to go to vocational training. He wants to learn how to do cell phones. So Noah never mentioned anything. Noah's quiet. And, you know, fast forward to December, and Noah comes up to me, and he says, "Uh, Mom, there's um, some money on the counter there for you. And I said, what's it for? And he said, it's for Trung. He said, I want to pay for his vocational training. So again, that's, the, that's where, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Yeah, and you guys and your family have been a great example of that. And funny story about Carla. <laughs> She's so committed to serving here. As part of our setup team, she actually broke her arm one morning and wouldn't leave until stuff was set up. We're like trying to send her home and... She's here, so uh, if, if you choose to do that, <laughs> if you choose to do that, you you know you don't have to give up your arm. But she did. So, uh, Carla, what would you say to uh, the family that you know hears this? And it's that's such a remarkable verse and very powerful. But it seems kind of challenging and, and difficult. Uh, what would you say to them? Um, for me, the way I make it happen is I book it on our calendar. So it's not like we're fitting serving into our life. It's that we fit our life around the serving. So just put it on the calendar. Schedule it. Scheduling it. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, Carla. Thank and you. may God bless you as you seek to embed that life verse into your heart and into how you function this year. So we've got some more verses to share with you, people who are really trying to embed this. So check out this video. My name is Naomi Britton. My life verse for this year is Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. My child, pay attention to what I say. 
Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. My name is Ronnie Vitola. My life verse for this year is Colossians 3.2. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. My name is Mike Roberto. My life verse for this year is Philippians 4, 8-9. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. Would you please welcome to the stage Kevin Sereka. Kevin's been a part of Valley Point Church pretty much his entire life. You were basically born here, and your family's been around for a long time. Kevin is also one of our elders here and attends with his wife, Kayla, and their three children, Luke, Logan, and Leah. So, Kevin, you told me recently that this has really been kind of a challenging and a fun project for your whole family, right? Yeah, I really appreciate the fact that... um, the challenge didn't just stay in this room, mm. and um, you know that you were encouraging our kids to find that life verse, and so the other ministries have been doing that as well. And uh, so, our dinner table conversations have changed to what's your life verse, um, you know, as opposed to me and the kids getting in trouble for not eating our green beans and so forth. Right. So, <laughs> but um, it's uh, it's <laughs> it's been wonderful. There's nothing sweeter in life than your kids saying dad can you tell me what this verse means mm. it's just it's great it's, it's been true. great yeah go ahead and share your life verse with us okay uh second peter uh one verses uh four uh, and five and because of his glory and excellence he has given us great and precious promises these are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. And why did you choose that for your life first this year? I chose I chose that because it's interesting because you mentioned you know the fact that I've been here since birth or whatever, meaning I can't remember anything (laughs) but you know uh, being here. Um, You know, sometimes you 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 get into this potential rut or you're reading the same thing over and over and what's interesting to me is these words just they just jumped out at me um they grabbed a hold of me and um so you know going back on the you know what what grabs your attention and mm-hmm. um, it was memorable it 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 just really struck me that um you know our whole our whole christian faith is built on a promise mm-hmm. and it's a promise that if we accept christ as our savior uh we can have a relationship with him and and have eternal life with him. And um, I believe that with, with all my heart. I don't doubt that for one, for one minute. And I live my life that way. Mm. But there's a lot of promises in the scripture that I can't say the same thing about. I don't believe in them wholeheartedly. I doubt them. And um, so my, my goal is to, uh, you know, dig scripture, find promises, and really try to, um, you know, commit to fully trusting that, that God will uh, honor mm. his promises. And it it kind of um, it, it 
it's kind of, uh, when, we, when we become believers, we, we have access to an immeasurable wealth of promises. Mm. It's kind of like, I don't know if all these, um, the lottery, they've been <laughs> hundreds of millions. I don't even know how you spend that much money, but it's, sometimes it's fun to kind of think through it. And, uh, but as believers, we are spiritual wealthy. Mm. And it, it kind of, it, it hit me, it's kind of like having $100 million in a bank, but if you never withdraw it, yeah. Uh, you're not going to experience uh, the blessing that that can have. And I think God's promises are the same. They're there for us. Um, so verse 5, it says, make every effort to respond to them. Yeah. So. And you've recently walked through a life challenge that has tested that. So can you share a bit of that with us? Yeah. Uh, I guess about a year ago, um, I, I went to Guatemala uh, on the, the, mm-hmm. the missions trip um, that the church was taking. Uh, took my son Luke with me, and um, so when I got home that weekend, I went to work on Monday. And first thing in the morning, they said, "You're done. <laughs> you can go home." So I said, "Okay." <laughs> um, the neat thing about that was, if you've ever been on a missions trip, you start to realize that everything back here at home is pretty much worthless. I mean, we worry about so many things that um, I think are just such tiny issues uh, to God. So it was nice to come back with that kind of a, of a heart. Mm. And, you know, so God was, um, you know, showed favor on me to let me go through that, that week and seeing how people have nothing so that even though I lost my job, it was, it, it was okay. But of course, <laughs> I was out of, out of work for about eight months. So it nice. kind of went like that. Um, but one of God's promises in scripture uh, that we find in Matthew 6, it says, um, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And these things, in scriptures it says, is what is your clothing, your food, your shelter. And so being able to hold on to that promise mm. that God will provide, I don't have to worry about that. I, I felt like God was saying, what you need to worry about is seeking me, seeking righteousness. I'll worry about your job. Mm. I'll worry about where you're headed. And uh, that really helped me get through that, that period of time fairly significantly. It's <laughs> good. What would you say to the individual who's been around Scripture a lot in their life? And we have a wide variety of people here at Valley Point, some who are discovering it for the very first time. It's new to them. But some people have been around it a lot, and it becomes kind of old. Yeah. And I think sometimes we find ourselves no longer responding to it the way God wants us to. So what would you say to that individual? Yeah, um, what, what has helped me in that situation is, um, you know, typically I, I would read scripture and then I would pray. Uh, that, that's kind of like the devotional routine, if you will. And I kind of ch- turned it around and I said, I, I'm going to pray before I read scripture and I'm going to ask the Lord to reveal something to me uh, that he wants me to learn, um, and and he's done that. Uh, one of the promises that we find in the Bible in Matthew seven, it says, you know, as fathers, we know if our if our if our children ask us for a piece of bread, are we going to give them a stone? And of course, we wouldn't. And so, this is a promise that I think we can claim before we read Scripture. If we say, Lord, please reveal to me something that I've never known or that you want me to know, he's not going to give us a stone. And I, 
it's been fun to be a father now for the last 12 years. I believe that if we say to, to God, Lord, reveal something to me as I read scripture, um, he's probably looking down at us and saying, you know, there is nothing sweeter than to hear my child say, mm. show me something that I don't know about you. Mm. So. That's very helpful. Thanks, Kevin. And may God bless you as you seek to embed those verses deep into your life. So let's check out what a few more people have to say about their life verse. My name is Ron Patola. My life verse for this year is Philippians 4, 11 to 13. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. My name is Ben Jones. My life verse for this year is Joshua 1.9. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. My name is Elise Cummings. My life verse for this year is Psalm 37, 23 through 24. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they may stumble, they will never fall. For the Lord holds them by the hand. Would you help me welcome Sherry Kelly? Sherry's been a part of Valley Point Church for about eight years with her husband, Kevin, and their daughter, Caitlin. So, Sherry, you've chosen a life verse that is the shortest that we will hear today. It's short, but there's a lot of depth to it. So, go ahead and share that verse with us. Um, it's John eight thirty two, where Jesus says, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And why did you choose that verse? Uh, well, I think it sounds really great. The truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, really in my day-to-day life, um, I don't really feel that usually. You know, a lot of times I'm scared of the truth. The truth can be uncomfortable, you know, especially in those situations where I've done the wrong thing, where I've messed up. You know, telling the truth can make us look bad. It can get us in trouble. It can hurt the people that we love. So this verse reminds me that even though in the short run it might be difficult or painful to face the truth, in the long run that is what is going to bring um, wholeness and blessing into my life. So you've talked about truth. How does one know what that is and where to find it? When John um, 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the truth. Mm. And in John 8, right after he says, the truth will set you free, he starts to talk about how sin is all tangled up in untruth. And um, I think we can really see this, you know, if we go back even to the Garden of Eden, Mm -hmm. you know, that original sin was rooted in a lie. And Eve listened to that lie, and it enabled her to make the wrong choice. And we might think, oh, I don't have a problem with truth in my life. But wherever we have sin in our life, we have a problem with truth. Because this is the same way for us today that it was for them back in the garden. We listened to the lie. And, I mean, let's face it, we are really good at lying to ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
we can talk ourselves into the dumbest <laughs> ideas. It's true. <laughs> the most destructive habits. And wherever there's um, truth in our life that we don't want to deal with, that we're trying to avoid, you know, wherever we're moving away from truth in our life, in reality, we're moving away from Christ. Mm. And if what we want for our life is to move toward Christ, we have to move toward the truth too. We have to uh, think about, you know, what am I thinking here? How am I feeling? What direction am I really headed in? And to stack that up against the truth that we find in Christ, the truth that God's word can speak into our life, the truth the Holy Spirit speaks into our life, the truth that we hear when godly people give us good advice. That's the truth we can measure our life against. Yeah, and this is why it's so valuable to embed it because the words of Christ move us closer to him. It's very helpful. So what would you say to the individual who is kind of standing right there uh, by truth, but they're afraid to take that step because it's uncomfortable or they know that somebody might get hurt. What would you say yeah. to them? Well, I, um, not so long ago, uh, found myself in a situation where, you know, I, it really seemed like there was nothing good that was going to come of being honest about it. You know, and conventional wisdom would say, you know, you messed up, you put it behind you, you move on, you keep your mouth shut. Because all you're going to do is upset people. You're going to hurt people. You're going to make people mad. And um, the reality is, you know, and that I was really grateful in the end to experience is that telling the truth is what opens the door to forgiveness in our lives, to restoration, to peace, to wholeness, to spiritual growth. And um, I, I know this isn't a perfect analogy, but I like to think of like you have a wound. You know, and if your first reaction to that wound is you cover it up and you bury it and you pretend like it's not there, what's going to happen? It's going to fester. Mm. It's going to get green around the edges. It's going to start oozing pus. Mm. That infection. Yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> is going to spread and it's going to mm. poison you. It's so true. how mm. do you avoid that happening? You got to rip it open. You got to shine a light on it. You got to get some air in there. You got to wash it out. That's what's going to heal it. That's when it's going to keep it from poisoning you. And sin is the same way in our life. Sin poisons us, whether it's sin that has a real potential of coming into our life or sin that's already come into our life that we have to deal with. You know, we got to uncover that. We got to let some air in there. We got to shine a light on that. That's, um, you know, getting real with ourselves, learning to tell ourselves the truth, telling God the truth. Um, you know, that's our first step. But don't you sometimes, I mean, I think this, you know, where you say, look, I know that God has forgiven me, but I don't feel forgiven. Mm. And I think that's where step two comes in. God tells us in James five sixteen, confess your sins to one another that you may be healed. Mm -hmm. So if step one is learning to tell ourselves the truth, I think step two is learning to tell each other the truth. That's where we're going to find healing that's where peace is going to come in. That's where wholeness is going to come in. That's where we're going to really start to experience the freedom that is available to us in Christ, the freedom that comes mm. from truth. And it's also where relationships get pretty real. It's true. Thanks for sharing. And may God bless you as you take that verse and embed that into your life. So will you just help me thank all three who shared today? there's only one takeaway today, and that is for all of us to think through sharing 
our life verse. And so here's how this is going to work. You've got a connection card in your program. I want you to take that out right now. And on the connection card, you have several different uh, sticky notes there. And I want you to take one of those notes, and if you've got somebody next to you that didn't pick up a program, you can peel one of those off and give it to them. Our ushers will also be available to give you another note if you don't have one at all and a pen to write with. I want you to think through right now, what is that verse? What are those words that you want to embed into your life right now and say, these are the words or these are the verses that are going to be a part of my life that are going to anchor my soul and provide some calm in the storm. And if you're still unsure of that, again, you can look in your program. Maybe there's something there that just speaks to you and is memorable and meaningful and invokes emotion. You can write that down. And then what's going to happen in just a moment is I'm going to have everybody stand. And as we worship and respond, the ushers are going to come and dismiss you by rows. And if you choose and if you want, you can bring that sticky note with you and walk down the aisle and place that right into one of these two frames as an act of commitment. There's nothing magical about this. It's just saying, all right, here's my verse. Here are the words that I want to embed in my life. And I want to walk through this exercise as a way to just commit this to God. And so you can put that on the frame and then you'll be directed back to your seat where we will continue to worship. You know, if you're not ready to take that step, that's uncomfortable for you, that's okay. You can just remain at your seat. That's perfectly fine. Just be sensitive to the people around you who may want to move. I think this is a great thing for us to do. And not only to write something down, but to actually take an action step and say, God, here it is. And I want to embed this in my life this year and use this as an anchor for my soul. So I'm going to pray and then we're going to move together. Father, we are just so thankful for who you are and for your words that you give us. God, the Bible is not a safe thing. Often we get disturbed when we read it, but we know when we take these words in and when we do what Jeremiah did and eat them, consume them, devour them, God, you will use them in our life to bring joy and delight. So if we're happy, that's a wonderful thing. God, if we're here and we're pretty down and we're discouraged, one of the greatest ways out is to devour your words. And so today we wanna share this life verse. We've been talking about it for three weeks. God, it's time now to really commit this and give it back to you. And so as we step now, and as we have this moment of thinking about what you've given to us, God, I pray that you would plant this deep inside. And God, I pray that it would be more than, than an exercise, more than just something to do. I pray that this would be very memorable and we would walk out of here in a few moments refreshed and energized and ready to take what you have given to us and memorize it wholly so that we can just say it whenever we need to and just walk through this next season of life secure in the words that you've given to us. God, you tell us if we look at your words and we read them, you're gonna bless us. So God, I am so excited and so thrilled to watch 
as you just take the people and the different words that they're going to commit to you now and you just bless us as a faith community. God, I believe that and may that happen now. We pray it all in Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for listening. We'd also like to invite you to join us for any of our Sunday gatherings as well at the Garnet Valley Middle School at 9.15 and 11 a.m. 